right, so this is something I have randomly been thinking about. Do TV shows or movies have to have some like flaws into their script or storyline to make it like an actual good show to watch? What do you mean by flaws? Um, like with Creed, with the new Creed, like they didn't give you a full backstory. Like that was like, I guess you can consider it a flaw. That's some something that I found as a flaw of the movie. Um, or what's the show? Uh, like BMF. Like they be doing the wild dumb shit. They always get away with it. Like their flaws in <laughs> how the shit would actually fit into like a regular society or regular like real world shit. That, there was another show that's always like heavily fucked up. Or they just be doing like power show. Like um. Yeah, like Power, like the ghost one, like the first one. That show was extremely flawed in the script and the storyline, but that shit was amazing until it got, like, too absurd. You know how absurd it is for a nigga to release a woman for marriage after he'd been cheating this whole time? <laughs> when that nigga ghost released Tasha from the marriage? He was like, yeah, I released yeah. you from the marriage. I'm like, nigga, you've been cheating for five, like, ten years. Or even the way Tariq just be moving around in the new joint. Like he just be popping up, committing crimes in like mid parks, and just like always get away with it. So, so you talking about like little <laughs> yeah. where reality is not is everything can't be yeah hundred percent real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it has to be like if if we just went straight through what really happens in real life, it wouldn't be as entertaining, or it wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But the closer to reality and more tight knit it is, that's what keeps me uh, interested. Like, it's so many parts. If I say, man, what the fuck going on? So many times that it yeah, distracts yeah. me from what's going on, then I'm going to be out at soon. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. no, um, a show that I also have to think about, like, I, I watch Mary King's Tale, which I think is fire. Mm-hmm. But I also realized that when it was this week that I was like, so there's a show it's like this show is based in like this small town in Michigan where this guy who isn't police who's basically just a dude with an office be running around like shooting and killing people and like negotiating with like the gang members and like the 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 parolees and all the prison guards it's like it's a lot of shit that's going on that like shouldn't be happening just think it's like a vigilante yeah kinda kinda yeah like he got into a whole shootout and like just be killing people and just like get away he's just he's the mayor of the town uh-huh. but it's certain shit like that where I realized like this shouldn't really be going on but this, like, this is the part that I guess helps make it a, a decent show yeah I think they need so, because if we just did everything had to be realistic this, you couldn't come up with a lot of original storylines like that's an original storyline you're not really gonna see because it doesn't happen often in society if at all Mm -hmm. Um, so I think sometimes you need to suspend belief for things like that but it just once you once we get past that concept of okay this this guy is pretty much a vigilante doing whatever he want to do for the city once you start adding in other different unrealistic shit like a nigga come back from the dead or some shit or zombies or some <laughs> that's when I'm like alright bro what the fuck is going on yeah, yeah the, that probably was where they lost it on power when, when Kanan got burned and came back from coding exactly yeah when the yeah. so um, like you can only suspend belief for one or two concepts in the show other than that root, root shit in reality unless you unless you start off with like insane randomness like if, if that's like if you introduce with some out of control shit, I could kind of be down because then I know that 
a lot of this is off track. Like this is you're going into a sci-fi kind of anything can happen type shit. The show that I think made me actually think about this was How to Get Away with Murder. Damn, I never watched. I'm trying to think. I've watched. I watched like four, maybe four or five seasons, and like most of the stuff I watched was pretty tame. Like, of course, they had the little scandal shit, like Huck doing whatever he want to do, that type of shit happening in there too. But I don't. I can't think anything super wild. On which one? How to get away with murder? No, nah, that's when they killed her husband, and then they kept killing new people. Were with Viola yeah. Davis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I saw that part, but I didn't really think that was super nuts. Um, I I thought that kind of fit the premise of the show. Um, um, or even Your Honor. Your Honor is kind of has some flaws in the script. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't think those are too overstated, like too crazy. I haven't watched the second season yet. Does it get like is it wilder than the first one? I haven't watched it. Can you talk about that? Oh. Um, I've I'm kind of current. It's there's some things that is like all right. Like you you do have those moments where you do like, all right, what's really going on here? Or how do we even get here? But yeah, I feel like that's what makes good shows. Mm. No, I, I I definitely agree. Um, to a certain extent, like like I said, once it gets over like two or three things, I'm like, all right, I'm out. Like I can't do too much of this unless it's a fantasy show. Like if I'm watching fucking Moon Knight or some shit, all right, I expect like hella things yeah. to go crazy because it's a fantasy show. But if I'm watching yeah. The Wire and niggas coming back from the dead, I'm like, bro, what is going on? So yeah, yeah it, it just comes down to that. Other thing else, all right, so this is something different, but I know we've talked about this before, but like when you make why is making new friends? I think I think I realized while making friends as an adult it's harder. Well, because I feel like is it because you like when you were kind of younger with the friend group, you kind of see people in different spaces and like different situations and like coming up, I guess, in a sense. Where when you just meet somebody new you kind of have to gauge like is who you're presenting, like who you really are, or is there something else that you got to figure out about this person? Which makes it a little bit complicated. Like you meet somebody and like you think they act or look or look like an asshole. You probably might be less inclined to like rock with them. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think our, to me, I think the sole reason is our standards are more stringent. Like I met y'all when our standards were, hey, we in the same class, and not saying that y'all not good friends or good people, uh, but our standards were, hey, we like to rap, hey, we on the same sports teams, hey, we in the same class, and we enjoy some of the same things. Like, let's hang out. That's yeah. not the standard now. Also, I think as you get older, it's easier to lead with like things that you have. And people are, you're trying to get a feel for like what kind of person you actually are. Like you only see people before, like you, when you're trying to meet new people, uh, you have to start from like ground zero when it comes to like different situations and settings and environments. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say I rock with you and like think you a good person. Like, yeah, this is my man's when I don't really know for sure. So I got to like wait it out a little bit, and like feel what kind of energy that you be giving down the streets. So are you saying that so it's like you don't know what they do outside of when you see them? 
Like you don't know if they're like a trash human. Yeah. Like if you only see somebody that like a a function, a kickback, or a party, like mm-hmm. you might be like, yeah, you cool, but I can't necessarily be like, I kind of want to be your friend because I don't know what you're like outside of these settings. Mm. No, that's yeah. real. I met somebody the other day that you know we chopped it up about some shit, and he was cool, dude. He seemed like. Uh, but when we first had a conversation, he was talking about like he go to jail in a few months, and I that was like what what? <laughs> He's like yeah, I got a Fed case, and I was just like <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> like he's cool as hell, but he go to jail in a couple months, bro. <laughs> he needs to know is he gonna write to him? <laughs> no, but uh, so it was definitely an interesting convo. Uh, but then I thought to myself, do I want to be hanging around with niggas that's gonna put themselves in a the situation where they got fed cases and going to jail? Yeah, I don't. That's a little ah, man. But you never know. You know, you never know what he what he got a case for. Could be falsely accused or something. Yeah, and yeah. I I think it's uh to go back to your point. See, it's just like. Um, as we get older, we everything changes. The way we date changes. Back when I was thirteen, fourteen, I'm dating somebody because they got a, a dumb, thick booty. Uh, <laughs> what's changed? <laughs> yeah, what, that's, 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 what's changed? <laughs> but now I'm I'm contemplating everything. Like is you like you like we were talking about earlier? Are you gonna be a good mother? Are you are you a good mother? Uh, stuff like that. Thing? Are you dumb things too? Um, and stuff like that. So, so many different other factors we have to factor in when it comes to being an adult that we rule out people or we cut people. I know me now. I have way less friends now than I did when I was growing up, or even a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because. Uh, we just grew apart, or it's just life happens. This is like, or it's something on my my end. Like I need to work on, you know, cultivating Make, these relationships, or right. not even cultivate, uh, maintaining them. Yeah, yeah. and, and that, I, that's what I was gonna say. That's like that's my hardest thing because I feel like when you know obtaining new friends, you have to maintain a relationship that's you know consistent in communication, and that's tough. I feel like it's, it's harder because you have to grow it. Yeah. And you got to put in work. Like it's not, it's not like s- simple, you know, you, you yeah. have to be intentional with maintaining that relationship and, and creating things for y'all to do and things to talk about to obtain a, a brand new relationship. Cause like the friends that you have now, like y'all already went through that. Mm-hmm. Y'all already kind of did. I don't want to say did the hardship, but like y'all already kind of built that rapport. So you kind of already have that understanding. With somebody new, you have to start from ground zero and try to figure out, get a feel for people and what they, you know, what do you want to talk about? How serious? It's it's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. And I find myself thinking about this often now. Now that I'm pop, popping out to a lot more places by myself, uh, and how do you? at this age cultivate those like how do those relationships each actually happen or how lucky you have to be to gain a new friend because I see like stuff lately yesterday somebody kind of uh, complimented me on my shirt and shit like that I'm sure they were trying to start a conversation but I was just like thank you and kept it moving yeah 
Wait, this is why you didn't know. What do you mean? Like you didn't know them at all. Like you just met them. I'm assuming this happened at the little. Yeah, we were standing in line at the at the border. Oh, yeah. So we're standing in one place. I'm sure they start trying to spark a conversation. Uh, do you like small talk? No, I hate it. I'm not good at it. It's what makes you think you're not good at it? Because you know how to hold conversations. I do, but that's because I mean you think that because I'm comfortable with you and I talk to you multiple times. We talk every week. Like it, it's it's a, I have a different comfort level and I'm able to not really be in my head about things I say. Like I had uh one of the reasons why I don't get the flirting thing is because I don't want to be stuck in a situation where I have to make small talk with you because uh like it, that's just what I'm expected to do. Mm-hmm. Explain mm-hmm. a little bit. Like it was a girl that kind of, t- I kind of got the feeling that she wanted to talk to me, um, because she like bumped into me and was like looking in my face, but I kind of played it <laughs> off like yeah, it was just a bump in an accident because I didn't want to sit there and just be trying to make t- small talk with her. You see what I'm yeah. saying? It was I, one I, of those situations. Okay. All right. I thought you were okay. When you first said, it, I thought it was like a guy who complimented you on your shirt. No, the the earlier that that was a dude. That was oh, okay. it, it was some dude. He had his girlfriend with him and shit like that. They were standing in front of me alone. But this time we, we were in the spot and it was this little chick. Uh, she like bumped into me. Was like looking at me. She was with her friend looking at me in my face, and <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and I mean, I kind of knew what was going on, but. I was just like that wasn't explicit enough for me to jump out the window and try to get on some shit. Yeah, no, nah, that's understandable. I think I've I feel like I've been there before. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, where should I go with this? I feel like it's difficult. Where it go, this goes back even further because you got to think about like those moments or those situations where like you could have just been like chilling and then somebody tells you, you know, so and so is coming. You know, they feeling you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, now you're like, damn, I got to perform. Yeah. When you might not really be like in the mood to try to do all that. Mm-hmm. So it creates like a, a very unique or interesting situation to kind of be in. I think which is similar to you feeling like, yeah, this is kind of clear, but it's not all the way clear. And it could, were, were you interested in the girl in shorty who bumped you? She was cute. It wasn't like, no way I'm going to super pursue her, but she was cute. Like I, I would definitely talk to her, but it was one of those where I didn't know, like it was in the middle. Like, did she just bump me on accident or like, cause I felt it. It was like, cause she was looking at me at my face and like, she kept looking at me. But it was just not clear cut enough where I was gonna jump out the window, like I said, and try to make yeah. small talk. I didn't know what I was gonna. All I was gonna do was introduce myself, and if something came from that, then that you but, start, you start yeah. dancing. You you like this song? <laughs> yeah. Shit, not like the movies, man. Niggas can't be thinking about shit like that. Yeah. Quick, you yeah. know. <laughs> so it was one of those. I just froze, not froze up, but it was just like I I wasn't in the right headspace to even try to do some shit. So, no, nah, it really do be like that. Sometimes you just don't have the energy to try to like figure it out and engage. Mm-hmm. It's just better just keep it going. And some, it's not really an L if you didn't really care in the first place. Yeah, you just feel bad because I don't like, I don't, if she felt play, I, I didn't mean a player, but it's just like I didn't know what she was trying to do, that type of situation. So. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we got there, but yeah, making friends as an adult is, I think, just the standard thing, and uh, it just changes. You know? And your ability, I think, to not want to engage in certain things is there as well. Yeah, I, I, I find too, and I don't know if this is a flaw, but when I reach out to hang out a lot of times and. I normally like say I reach out three or four times or five times and you always got something to do or you, you just don't want to hang out. Then I find myself pulling back from that relationship. Fair. Yeah. Because I understand people have stuff to do, but. You gonna make time. if you Yeah. You I, I feel like it. Eventually, you're going to make time. You, you'll be like, ah, I can't do it today, but hey, you, you'll give like an alternative at least. Yeah. Or even if you don't give an alternative, I think the thing is to, if you circle back in some capacity regarding something, at least you can know like, all right, they're trying to follow through on something else. Mm. Yeah. So I've had friends recently that I, I'm just like, all right, bro, I'm, I'm tired of reaching out. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what you want me to do? Like, we, I, I'm, I don't have no issue with you. Like, it's not no problem. But obviously, you you know, you got other shit to do. We're not on the same like wavelength. So, hey, I see you when I see you. And also that is part of, I think, also what you expect as um, when you consider someone a friend. People have different um, understandings or expectations when it comes for them to what they can provide or what they can't provide or what they look, what they think their friendships should look like, quote unquote. Mm. I, I think that today, knowing that you want somebody who can equally be part, be equally be a participant in kind of the back and forth is one of those things that lets you know that's kind of what your standard is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if it's important to communicate that, but I think that you, everybody knows, like, if you got a if you got a homie or some shit, that shit, make time, yeah. make time for him sometime, bro. So. Oh, this is something I think we were talking about a little bit Friday. When you have to finally accept that a certain artist is going to be mid now, how do you do y'all have that point or do I need to like break it down a little bit? Give me an example because I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I, I need an example so I can kind of relate to somebody to that. Um, okay, so like nowadays there was a point where you, we would be excited for like a whiz drop. Mm-hmm. Now I've kind of personally accepted that he's kind of mid. If we, if I do get something that's kind of fire, I'm happy about it. But I anticipate everything is going to be mid that I hear. Okay, I, I see. Um, and I'm starting. To, I feel like I'm starting to get that way with like YG. Yeah, <sighs> YG is still. Uh, I still got. I still give YG the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of what doubt? This last album had a couple of decent joints on it. See, I think the thing is, he's just not getting better. Mm. I never really liked YG. Mm. I mean, I really liked the first album. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get that crazy. That first album's amazing, but after that, nah, I was, I was good. I think I settled on him not being for me after the third one. Mm-hmm. I was just like, nah, this ain't, this ain't for me. Are, are we there with two chains? Yes. Mm, yes. I think somewhat two chains is there by age default. 
Because he's I dropped two duds. Yes. I think you could say yes. I'm good on I'm good on two things. And I it's not necessarily like you suck, but it's just you suck. I, I know <laughs> you you know now that like the album isn't gonna be you have to you have to tame your expectations when you're going into listening to the album. Chance. Mm. For some reason I still got faith in him. I don't I know never, why. I, I think I can say I never had faith, so it's different. Oh damn. <laughs> I think Chance could drop something real good. I honestly think he could. He had one project? dud with with the dud he had had some okay songs on there. And we talking about the big day. Yeah. The, the, the wedding joint. Uh, he, he did have a couple that I'm not disgusted with. So you look at how you frame it. <laughs> I wasn't disgusted with it. Because that album was disgusting. It was terrible. For the most part. It was a very bad album. I think he could drop it. I think he could drop something pretty good if if he takes his time with. I think the last couple joints he's been dropping haven't been horrid. They've been they've been pretty cool. They just not my lane. Um, I think that's like the, the game. I feel like the game is like the perfect mid. Ah, uh, not a game, not mid. His personality just makes me want to just not listen to him anymore. His I last like one was good. Yeah, his last one was pretty. Yeah, good. but he put out some mid. I don't think album wise I've ever heard a mid album from Game though. Like every album has some skipped, shit on you it. You might have skipped some. I didn't listen to that 1970 whatever. I didn't listen to that. Yeah, that. No, that shit uh, the West the West Side uh yeah, that had some very good shit. Like it's like three or four songs that I have on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz I've listened to every other album and they've been pretty solid. Born and Rap was wait, hold on. Let me remember. Born and Rap was twenty nineteen. They had some shit on there. That Dom song, that uh, Candle song, that song with Nip was solid on there. Uh, um, I mean, I feel like we we've gotten there with ASAP Rocky. We've gotten there with kind of. I'm French. not there with Rocky either. You're not where we're really. Rocky. Yeah, Sandman was cold. You be having hope. Man. Y'all didn't like Sandman. What's what's Sandman? The shit he performed on Yams Day on that top of that bodega. Did he ever drop that? Yeah, he dropped it on a. Um, he they, he put out a deluxe version of uh, "Long Live ASAP." I want to say that is, and he put it on there. This born to rap cover is so upsetting. <laughs> He's stripping. <on> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I probably haven't listened to that ASAP nah, Rocky. Nah, y'all gotta listen to that. That's one of my favorite songs. So. Um. One other artist I want to consider is what are we doing or where would you say with Ty? Damn, I was just thinking we we need an album from him. I was yeah. thinking about that earlier today. I just think we haven't heard shit in a long time. I don't think it's a project that came out that I'm like, damn, this Ty's mid. Did not mid, but or was it didn't hit it? It didn't hit like it expected to. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that it didn't hit. I like mean, because like the, the joint with, well, that's the all right, so we last week featuring Ty Dolla Sign didn't hit like it was supposed to. No, no, it did. It had that, some joints on there, and no. then the, my tie didn't hit like it was. Hit my tie was just. I, I had some joints on there. Too. I don't want to dis. I don't want to disrespect I'm, my tie. But it didn't hit like you would. It was. That's just expectation thing, though. Well, I guess, I guess that's kind of part of what I mean, and maybe it's not expect that it's going to be mid, but you have to you have to tame your expectations in some capacity in order to. 
receive the music as being elevated somewhat. I, I feel. I low key think my tie did what it was supposed to do. What was that? You know, little, what was it? Seven songs, eight songs? It's not, it's not supposed to go crazy. It's supposed to just get some music out there. And then we, we got the song with Chris Brown. That's a great song. We got the uh, the light. Like, it's, it's songs on there that made sense. True. Yeah, but no, sometimes I feel like you got to. You understand certain artists are just going to give you most of their projects are now in the mid lane and a single might be fire. But if you get a single, if you get up to three singles, you have you're ecstatic, especially on like a 14, 16 project. Yeah, I think it hurts more for the big artists that we consider like generational artists. Like it was a fringe point of time where I thought Uzi was headed on that route. But he seems to always kind of rise from the ashes so to speak don't call him a phoenix he's a phoenix man because i mean the stuff he was putting out was good but it wasn't making a noise until he put out i just want to rock and Mm. now he looks uh, he dropping paint tape in a couple months that's supposedly but it seems like he's got momentum now um So, but it hurts like when niggas thought I feel like Future has been through three of these phases when niggas always thought he's on a, a downward like turn, and then he just pops up with a, a, an amazing album. Mm-hmm. So, because niggas forget about like, because uh, we like uh, Beast Mode too, but it was a large subset of people that were saying he was washed at around a blue uh, around that time. Them people tripping. Yeah, they didn't. And again, that might be the the issue with um, when you make seconds of things. Mm-hmm. That's also a that comes with additional expectations that may may be unfair as well. I can understand it after uh, what was that one? Um, God damn it! High off life. Is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was, I was getting a little nervous. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't like a terrible album. But yeah. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, how did y'all feel about the Juice World project? Which one? It has, it has the future Juice World project. Future and Juice World. Oh, oh, oh yeah, no, oh yeah, oh yeah. That one has some. Sh- I mean, he had some shit on it. Wizard came after that. So, yeah. yeah. Even some people were a little iffy on Pluto, baby Pluto. Shit, I fucked. There was some joints on there. Yeah, it was. I wasn't mad so, at that one at all. Yeah, I think he just had so much stuff out that everything can't be fucking uh, monster or beast mode. Like some shit gonna just be what it is. But they still gonna you still gonna pull joints off of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I'm trying to think of another one. I can't really think of another one I could put in that lane. But yeah, I think it just hurts with the. The big artists, like the other artists, like you know what they are. So, like when Fifty became mid, it's just mm-hmm. like damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a big one. But he was talking a lot of shit, so it kind of made it easier for me to be okay with him. Just his downfall. <laughs> <laughs> he was just starting to deal with everybody. So I'm like, all right, man, I'm I'm ready for this nigga to fall off. Yeah, or Wayne. Wayne went through yeah. Man. Yeah, I think Wayne is a good one. There was a point where he had to accept that he's just going to be mid and he gives you something fire. It's okay. <laughs> like, I think that is like you have to accept it at some point in order to move forward with the artist. Mm-hmm. 
that Wayne was Wayne was different because it was like he had so many where I felt like he was declining, but people still were like, "No, this is amazing." Yeah, like yeah. uh, I think it was was it Dedication Three? Like it was it was good, but I was like, uh, he's starting to do some shit that I don't know if I'm going to really be fucking with it. Yeah, no, they, I I know what exactly the feeling. It was. I can't remember what project it was where he it was like this isn't terrible, but I don't like how y'all how much y'all are liking it. Yeah, dedication three wasn't horrible. No, no, not at all. But it was I didn't like when people were loving uproar. Is that that Swiss song? Yeah. Yeah, no, that shit is I don't want to hear that song ever what again. Fuck go. I would love to go. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> I, I I didn't like the gas. That was that was good. That was kind of upsetting. Yeah, all the dedications pretty much you can put those in the documentary when we documenting. Not all the dedications, but all the dedications after three. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, leave them alone. I don't want to hear those. Bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was thinking about that this week before we get back into this topic. But the drought is over doesn't get enough. Uh, the drought is over for doesn't get enough respect for being one of the best Wayne mixtapes. That's the one with um, Axel that- Brand New oh, yeah, When They yeah, Come yeah. For Me, Ryder. I took a do what we do. Mm-hmm. We come and see about it. Need some quiet. Uh, it's time to give me mom. Pop that pussy with Cassie. Like, that's one of yeah. the best. Uh, I feel like I feel like niggas don't give it its credit because it wasn't like official. It was like uh it was pretty much just Carter Three leftovers, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. For th- for this topic, is that why we hold Jay Z in such a high regard? Because he's never gotten to that point where we feel like he's always been like if he drops something, we feel like it has the potential to be great. Mm-hmm. I feel like it part was- of that's because he would be dick around. <laughs> no, I, I had a point. That's a good one. I had a point where I was questioning him, though. Blueprint 3, I was just like, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. You know you were singing Every Day a Star is Born. <laughs> Every Day a Star is Born. No. <laughs> I, I started a question that he would be trash. Like, Death of Autotune, that shit was horrible. I don't care what anybody said. Yeah, when I first heard that, I, th- I was like, nah. And then he started doing that, uh, aw, ad lib. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I, f- I, feel like, done. I also feel like there should have been some iffiness around Magna Carta. Yeah, it, it, it was the promo for that that got people hyped. It was people were so happy to get that in a Samsung. Yeah, that rollout was. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I was a victim to the rollout. You bought a Samsung. <laughs> but that shit did have me hype, man. Uh, the commercials he had Timbaland in the studio. I'm trying to remember uh, a song off Magna Carta. Oh, fuck me, you know I got it. Was on yeah. that. was a high song. You, you, how you feel about Picasso, baby? No, I don't. I don't even know what that sounds like, bro. <laughs> what about Holy Grail? Holy Grail was high, man. Yeah, Holy Grail was straight. Justin Timberlake was singing on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beach is better was cool. Niggas love that. Didn't niggas love that Tom Ford? I hated that too. <laughs> I don't like when Jay Z gets in like his poppy back and like mainstream back. Well, mainstream now back or like I guess post two thousand like ten. Early mainstream Jay Z was one of the goat Jay Zs. How did y'all really feel about the Carter? 
The first one? Um, the Beyonce and Jay Z album. Oh, right. I like never it. Listened to it. I never listened to it. Yeah, hey, there's a few songs on there that I have on my uh, phone from there. Uh, yeah, it's one of the better projects of that year to me. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie to you. Really? Yeah. That Friends joint. Let me, let me see what songs on that on this shit, man. I only know Ape shit. Yeah, Ape shit. Black Effect. Heard about us. Friends. Oh no, this this album is very good. I would I would say like a an eight maybe maybe seven point five. Damn. Yeah, I'm looking at stress of that. I don't think I've ever heard any of these songs. I think I heard Friends before, probably. Yeah, Ape Shit, Friends, Heard About Us, and Black Effect are my go tos from that album. But like, like Summer, <laughs> Boss, Nice, Love Happy, those are good songs. I just might run back to them. True. Alright. If y'all could get rid of one NBA rule to change the game, what would it be? Unlimited text. So sixteen, I would get rid of the sixteen tech suspension. Oh, okay, yeah. You should get unlimited unlimited. I don't understand that. Like, if you paying for the text, then you should be able to get a limited text. Yeah, you can't be out there just arguing all the time. You get kicked <laughs> out. You get two in the game. You still get kicked out. Oh, you okay? Okay. You just get a limited text. And I don't know. I feel like they need to be like the suspension helps. Be like, hey, chill out. Yeah, I just think it affects the game that you don't need to be like. Because isn't that why Dre missed the game, or did he get suspended for the actual kick? Which one? Remember he got suspended in the final. Oh no, I think he got suspended for the kick. Okay, I thought he got suspended because it was a attack. Um, so still, I I don't like when shit like that change because it's always going to be connected to that finals. Like, yeah, LeBron and them won. Like, you can't take that away, and they beat them. But anytime you mention that, people gonna bring that up. And I don't like when things change the game like that or put different little things into the air. It's the same way people gonna say the Kyrie injury or the Kevin Love injury, stuff like that. Like I, I just wish that all in all things were up even playing field. True. Okay. Don't know what you're getting rid of. That's tough. And this is literally just me off the cuff, so I know it's gonna cause problems, but take away the offensive foul. Let's get crazy. <laughs> Let's get crazy, man. You take know, away the offensive foul. I'm kind of a lot because mine was going to be take away uh, charges. Niggas just bowling through motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think the defender should be allowed to to take a charge. I think if you try to take a charge, it's an automatic block. That's what I mean. Get rid of charges. I don't like that. that you man. can't even play defense like that. There. What you mean? Because like, how you I don't, supposed to stay I, in front of the the. The uh, offensive player. I don't like it when players at the last minute slide in front of the offensive player to like catch a charge when they pass in. Oh yeah, that's different. I don't. I don't. Yeah, like so. I would be okay with if you're in front of them and like they hit you with a shoulder, then you just have to keep playing defense. But I, I think if they got rid of charging or didn't allow two people to take charging fouls, then it would change things. Yeah, the reason I bug back against that is like push offs and stuff like that. Push offs, you can clear a lot of space pushing pushing off. Uh, but yeah, I see what you said. I don't like when people jump into the lane last second. Like, how's that a how's that a foul? I didn't see this nigga. Yeah. So yeah, I see what you're saying on that. Oh, I also think you should be able to score from uh, out of bounds. Like when okay. you're inbounding the ball, you should be able to score if you wanted to. 
<laughs> and do what? You throw out you, what? You shooting threes? <laughs> yeah. Like you should be able to shoot from when you inbound the ball, and it should be able to count. That's an unstoppable play. Yeah. I do want them to try out that um try out that no referee has to touch the inbound rule. Yeah, the game gonna be too fast. Niggas gonna be scoring like 250 and shit. I seen they was doing that overseas and it looked kind of crazy. Yeah. That Gucci man ref just doing whatever he wanted to do. I seen him riding a bike during the game and shit. They gonna find they gonna do to him what they want to do to the job. Yeah. Yeah, they brought, he, he was riding like a tricycle or some shit during the game. It was like a mini ATV on the court. Like yeah. after the game, he was just like riding around, like giving people high fives. Oh, that nigga was having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he taking his WAP thing way too serious. Ew. Hey, pause, man. I hate that they're trying to get rid of that uh, NFL rule where you can push your niggas. Get in the weight room, niggas. In the NFL? Which rule? You know the like, rule where, quarterback sneak. yeah, where you can put somebody in motion and they come up behind you and push your booty until you get in. Oh, why you gotta describe it like that? What? <laughs> I feel like that was illegal for a really long time, though. Yeah, I've never seen it until like this year. Because that was used to be the issue with that, um, that Matt Liner. Oh um, yeah, Notre Dame touchdown. Yeah. Mm. Was that Reggie that pushed him in? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you get rid of one NFL rule, what would that be? Helmets. Okay. Wait, what? Helmets, bro. <laughs> you would get rid of helmets? Yes. I think about how less physical. Um, if nobody has helmets, there's no need for helmets. <laughs> you said if nobody has helmets, there's no need for helmets. <laughs> no, you you're not gonna hit, get hit by nothing hard if there's no helmets. <laughs> You know, I, honestly, I feel like that's you. People, st- no, you gotta think about linemen. Oh my god, <laughs> what? what? It would be a massacre out there. <laughs> it would be so many broken. Men. Oh shit, man. <laughs> no, nah, man, help it's rough for me. I'm trying to think of what honestly, I saw somebody say targeting. Hell no, nah, niggas is getting killed out there, bro. <laughs> I, I get rid of field goals. Just, I'll get rid of kicking all together. I wouldn't be mad at that. It's mm. a lot of bullshit that happens because of dumbass. Yeah, kickers. but it'll be a lot of it'll be a lot of easy scoring. That's what kind of what we want, though. I mean, if you think about it, if a team can't punt, so they stuck in like a fourth and fifteen, and they don't <laughs> get it on their side of the field, and other team can just turn right around. And, Duh, I hope you wouldn't crack be mad at that. Happy cracking. <laughs> <laughs> She would be nuts. We would get the craziest plays. Yeah. <laughs> Hail Marys and shit. Uh, I'm trying to think of what's a what's a good rule to get rid of. I'm really I'm kind of not mad at targeting. Bro, but y'all want niggas to you, die? Not die, but it would change the game for sure. Nah, bro, niggas was getting laid out back. Have you day, have bro. you ever thought about old football drills that you used to do? Bro, the Oklahoma. God damn, I hated them shits, bro. I wiped all that shit out of my memory. See, so y'all got the small niggas, bro. I was going against like big ass, <laughs> overgrown niggas. <laughs> okay, but at the same time, you were an overgrown ass niggas. So it's not like you, it was unfair. But I was an overgrown nigga that wasn't in the weight room. <laughs> like, these are overgrown niggas that be lifting weights and doing all types of crazy shit, bro. The wildest one that I always remember that, that gives me flashbacks is Bull in the Ring. Oh, man. Which one is that? that? That is a drill that would probably get us somebody put in jail. 
So what what used to happen was one person would be in the middle of the circle. The rest of the team would be surrounding him. Everybody on the outside would have a number. The coach would call the number. This is psychotic, bro. The coach would have called the number, and then they would have to like yo. The whole concept was you need to be alert, and then like y'all supposed to like bump shoulders, like make contact with each other. So the coach would call a number, and you knew somebody from somewhere was going to rush you, but you oh. didn't know where <laughs> that person oh, was in the circle. Oh, hell no. So <laughs> the, the coach could call a number, and if you're looking forward and you see nobody move. At that point, you don't you don't know. Are they coming from my left, my right? Are you coming from behind? You finna get blitzed, nigga. Yeah, bro. <laughs> don't and don't have a coach too. Like, don't hit hit them if they're not ready. <laughs> there's always a point where it's like, all right, this is my friend. Like, I'm not trying. To <laughs> and there's a point where somebody's like running, where the person clearly never turns around to see them coming from behind. Blessed, and, like, and they don't really hit them that bad. And then the coach like loses it. Like if they're not ready, hit them. And at that point, it's just like spine busters. And you, <laughs> at that point, you are extremely terrified because you don't know who's coming. And if you don't turn around, you getting basically kicked in your spine and you done. Bro, that is insane. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane if you think about it. It's always funny when like the normally mild coaches will turn up. Like out of nowhere, and you'd be like, What the fuck? Where did this come from, bro? Because <laughs> I swear that was Coach Patterson, bro. Because Coach Patterson was chill as hell for the like for the most part, but he'll randomly turn up and get like a fucking serial killer type shit, bro. You, you start getting confused, you don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Then we had that one coach that was like the principal or some shit, and he was always chill, but that one time he turned up crazy. <laughs> I forget what happened. Bro. Now you tell um, the one time we were in a locker room, he. <laughs> I know what I can't remember his he name. He threw like a clipboard at somebody and some shit. Nah. Oh, wait, I remember he like smacked uh, Buke's helmet or some shit. Yeah. I think he, it like, was, him out. I think it was funnier <laughs> because he was mid rant and he was yelling and you could tell he was looking for somebody. And then it seemed like to the point where he paused and just like started looking around the locker room. And when he found him, he walked over, like smacked him in the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, but you can see him like visually looking for a victim. <laughs> oh man, no, it was the funniest times of this shit, bro. Yeah, no, some of them drills right now will get some just get some people arrested. You can't do that. No, yeah. for sure. I feel like I wish I could get into lo-fi beats. And not like listening to them, but like making them. Oh. I feel like you've been on I've been noticing this. You've been on like a lo-fi like uh Katrinata type wave lately. What's to you, man? It was to me. Um, I didn't even know. But I don't know. I feel like making I saw like on Reddit, somebody was like showing them making lo-fi beats, and I was like, that might be a vibe. Yeah. I wish I had any type of artistic music music talents, bro. Oh yeah. If I could produce beats, that should be amazing. You would just be in the crib making them. Yeah. Yeah, if the equipment wasn't so expensive, I might look into it, but I don't have time. I don't want to play him and people are like, man, that shit's ass. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? What is this nigga doing? <laughs> is this how you spending your time? <laughs> you know, somebody, this this why you ain't come out? That shit oh, sound man. like the SpongeBob shit. They remember that episode when they just had that boop, 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 <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> hey, what you doing, man? Uh, I do fuck with. I wish I had, I knew about low five beats when I was in college. 
What's that? Because I would. Yeah, people people like study to lo-fi beats a lot, and I, I do that sometimes too now. But I wish I would have done it in college. Well, yeah. I think I thought it was like I thought it was a newer thing. Like it just kind of got popular. Oh, I don't, I don't know. But I just wish I would have known because that would have been solid. Yeah, they had that animated cartoon of that little girl at the desk and shit with the the twenty four hours of lo fi sounds or some shit. Mm. I used to just fall for whatever back in the day, man. Used to be listening to hypnosis and shit. Y'all ever do that? Hypnosis? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I used to uh put like a hypnosis on YouTube and let it play on repeat while sleeping and shit. Uh, just for different shit. <laughs> Girl, wait, what? Fighting demons. <laughs> wait, what was what was the hypnosis saying? It would like convince you to do stuff like be more outgoing or to work out and shit. It, it, it different ones for different different little things. Did you work? feel like it ever worked? Yeah, I did lose the time I was playing. It was when I was like a senior in high school, junior senior in high school, and I did lose a lot of weight. Was that something like your dad had to like? Turn off mid like when you yeah, fell asleep, and that's the crazy thing. I know my dad had to walk down there for work, and he heard that going, and he probably was like, "This is a weird ass nigga." <laughs> but he he my dad, so he couldn't really say shit. No, I mean he could have. You all right? He understood the passion, bro. Let's just say it like that. He knew I wanted to be skinny. I never tried the hypnosis. Try it out, bro. Put it on Smack. I Google some shit. It's on YouTube. They got plenty of them on YouTube. So, I don't know. Don't be lusty. <laughs> More lust. <laughs> <laughs> you got Ron Jeremy on there. Shit. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to end up where I am. <laughs> Calm your lust levels down. Man, it's fucked up. You don't even know where he is right now. Yeah, he, that nigga like mentally confused. I think he couldn't even stay in trial. Or some shit. <laughs> that's that's, that's a that's what they using to keep him from going to jail. Trust me, if I was on I was on trial, I'd definitely use the same shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm crazy as hell. Yeah, lock me up. I'm killing everybody. All right, so um, I forget where this was. I found this article the other week or the other day. Or it was a video actually on YouTube that was talking about like tipping culture and. How no matter where you go now, anytime you go to check out, they got one of them like sw- uh, swivel kiosk. And next thing you know, you looking down, they asking for a 15, 20, 18 percent tip, whatever. How, how when do y'all feel like you shouldn't tip? And how do you feel about like the way that tipping culture is now? Like we, we, we know we've seen the increase since the pandemic starts since, you know, that whole shutdown era. But it's. I feel like it's going a little overboard. Like you got a tip for everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just having a conversation about that this week actually. Um, we went to Moxie's, which is like a restaurant out here. And well, pretty much everywhere we went this week. We went to Prospect, they had the twenty percent included in the tip. Um, it was like no choice. You had no choice. <laughs> it was just like you give it twenty percent. And then mm-hmm. Moxie's did the same thing where they just added it in automatically. And it wasn't like it was like ten of us. It was just me and my two cousins. Um so I don't know how I feel about that. Because then you feel weird about putting zero on the additional tip 
and you know just putting it as whatever it comes out to with the 20% tip now Shit. when I go to restaurants I normally give a 20% anyway just baseline but it just feels weird for them to be gangster and 20% off, off, off rip bro Mm-hmm. See, and I, I'm, I'm even more talking about like, say you go, say you go to a bar, and you just get a single beer, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, like when you checking out, you know when they like slide your car, the card reader right in front of you when they stand there, like when you at Money Gun and you have to pick what type of percentage to put in before you hand it back, like mm-hmm. it's that type of pressure that I don't look forward to. Especially if, if all you if you doing something simple that really aligns with your job. Mm, yeah, so so it depends on you're not tipping someone who makes you a drink the same way you would tip somebody who gives you a beer. Yeah. And even if I'm tipping you for making my drink, I might be I might be tipping because I know I'm gonna be back to have multiple drinks. You're gonna have to do multiple things for me. But yeah, like if you just open up a beer. Or if I go to check out somewhere at like a like a Foxtrot and I'm just get some wine, don't I, I don't feel like I should have to be pressured into do I decide do you almost feel bad for putting zero in front of this person or do I just give them a little something just because I'm like you basically you in my face. Mm. Yeah, I mean normally if somebody bring me a beer or something like that, anytime a bartender give me something, I'm, I'm gonna give them a dollar off rip or. 10% of whatever the the service was they did. Um, 10% when they bring just bringing me something, 20% when it's like a full service, like they got to come back and forth to my table and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so so like when you go to, uh, say it's like just a takeout spot, like, uh, yep. like something in the dining hall, in a dining hall or something, mm-hmm. do you ever tip them? Uh, very rarely. If they super cool or nice, I, I'll give them like a dollar or two. But uh, yeah, I, that's very rare. Yeah, I don't, I don't tip them. I, I feel like for me, only people I'm tipping are bartenders, waitresses, waiters, my barber, and anybody else that does like a service for me. All right, I, I guess this is a question. Why do I don't know where it came from, but why do you feel like why do you feel like you gotta tip your barber? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you can convince me to stop, I'm all ears, man. Cause I guess I, this is another thing that I've kind of thought about. Like, especially like I know we do it a lot in the restaurant industry, but tipping is like really common in um what is it, the the hair, nail space. Nails, I, I might get it a little bit more, but like when it comes to like haircuts and getting your nails or getting your hair done if you're a woman. In my mind, it seems a little wild to have to tip because, yeah, this person might have, uh, what's it called, like chair fees that they have to pay, but shouldn't they be responsible for factoring that into their payment? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it just became customary and kind of I want to, you know, I kind of want my barber to fuck with me because I want him to put some effort into when he cutting my shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to be like, oh, I ain't getting no money off this nigga. So I'm going I'm to do an average job. Uh, so it's mostly for, I don't want to say it's for ego, um, but it's to ensure. Part of tipping is to feel like because you feel like you got to ensure like you won't have uh, 
yeah. peak peak service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a specialized skill. Like not many people can. Well, it's a lot of people that can. A lot technically, a lot of people that can cut hair, but. It, you just can't go to anybody if that makes sense. Like you can't go to your like little cousin and be like, "Cut my hair." <laughs> so I think for like specialized skills, sometimes, um, especially for something that's dealing with like your appearance or something like that, you want to make sure that you got them right. Like for tattoo, uh, tattoos and stuff like that. Like if I get a tattoo, I'm gonna tip the person that tats me because I mean they putting something on my body forever. And say I'll go back to them. Like, I want that person to have that same enthusiasm about tatting me, not just be like, oh, this nigga didn't cook me up. I'm going to fuck his shit. <laughs> I'm going to fuck his whole shit up. <laughs> I'm going to dial this one in. I mean, but I guess <laughs> that symbol on you. <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but also just feel like, damn, that's kind of fucked up because you are already paying them for what they did. And also, it's if they did a bad job, like you can't, you can't get, you can't like undo that. Yeah. Like if they did, a, if they gave you a shitty tattoo, like you just basically stuck with a shitty tattoo, you're still gonna have to pay them. Yeah, but then I mean, it, I think the tip is you saying, "Hey, man, you you did a hell of a job, and I appreciate you not fucking me up and getting me right." And I see. I feel like that that I appreciate you is I'm gonna come back and fuck with you. Like if I'm gonna keep spending money with you, like that's I don't want to say that's the tip, but you gonna get more money from me continuously. You doing a good job of me continuously knowing that you're reliable. Then I mean, I guess it can go hand to hand if you tipping and they you feel like you just because you tip they did something better. But if they do good work and I'm come, it's gonna make me want to spend more money. And you won't get more money that way than if I'm giving you an extra fifty on top of something. Yeah, I think you just gotta look at it. We not look at it as as just wasted money. You have to look at it as this service or whatever you provided was worth this like if you look at it as a restaurant experience that experience was worth the little extra money that i'm giving you on top of it okay what if it's not then no table i see i feel like that's where it gets difficult say your restaurant experience wasn't like say you go to a restaurant try some new food you don't like any of the food mm-hmm. do you so you had you feel like you had a bad experience, but you had a good waiter. How do you feel like you tip? Because the waiter had nothing to do with the food, and the tip is going for their their services. So how do you navigate that? I mean, well, you can't do nothing about you not liking the food. You can't go to a grocery store and be like, "Oh, I didn't like the food. Let me bring this back." So once you purchase food, just in general, you you got it. Like that's your food. Uh, if you fucked with the the waiter, I mean, part of you got to really balance on the food and the weight experience. Like that's all in one. Like the full experience is what you tipping. Like you're not just tipping the waiter just because he cool. Uh, you know, you just tipping the full experience. I, in my opinion, like some people might say different, but I think the you got to really take into account what the full experience was. I also feel like the part of the problem with tipping or my gripes with tipping is like it doesn't have to be a thing but it's just a thing like we usually tip people because they don't make like a decent wage right that's usually the only reason why mm-hmm. outside of uh, I don't know specific services like you said haircuts tattoos etc like if, if you didn't have to tip a restaurant employee because that you felt like that wasn't that was 
was the only way they gonna make some extra bread. Like you probably would feel less inclined. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, but it's it's also you got to think about what you're getting at a restaurant. You getting somebody to cook your food that's cost them money to pay cooks. You you getting somebody to bring out your meal and plate it that costs money. Uh, so that all that stuff costs them money. So you paying for that experience, and so either they're gonna put that into the if they try to put that whole cost into the the meal and bring you out that bill, everything would be damn near sky high. But they try to cut the cost by cutting the waiter's wages and relying on the customers to tip and make up that that difference. That's why I said I always pro- pay twenty. Are they trying to cut costs or are they trying to save profit? I mean both, because if if our food is too high, nobody's gonna come and eat at our place. If we if we cut out tipping completely and said this is a no tip restaurant, we gonna pay them decent bread. Yeah, and we. That where we just take it off the checks completely. They would have to mark up their food where it covers that difference. So something that might cost twelve at one place might cost twenty to twenty two at this place because they don't do tip. See, and I guess it, and I get this is uh, debatable for sure. I don't. I guess it's hard to say that they have to. It's just they they would want to. Like, I don't, if they chose to give proper wages to the folks, whatever, they like these restaurants or whatever, they wouldn't go broke. If anything, they might get better, more bread because they get better service from their employees. You get all that. Tie, it's all going to tie into it. But for them to say, we got to put it back into the food costs to make up for it is like, you not really, it's not a loss loss. I guess is a way to look at it. Like, you are making less money, but you're not going for broke. Yeah, but how can you argue? And go ahead, then. My bad. No, no, that's actually interesting because overseas they don't tip at all. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is not a thing. But I will say that, like, the service you get overseas compared to U.S. is different. They a little bit slower. They a little, you know, they they take their time with it. So, so I can't see. Like the pros and cons of the shit. Is that because of tipping or is that just because of the general culture of how they move? See, I I don't know. It could because I can see it being both because if you're not really if you're used to never being incentivized to, you know, go over like go above and beyond, you know, I would just move how everybody else is moving. Like and, and maybe that's just how it's been you know, over there for so long. But I, I, I can see it. I can see how it could change something. When you say it's slower, like, what do you mean slower? It just, it just takes a longer time to get the things that you want. Like, just, like, like when you, if, you, if you're dining in like a, if you're trying to get a drink in like a, in a bar? Mm-hmm. Well, not like a bar. I'm talking about like sitting down at a restaurant. Like, you probably won't like, You'll get the waiter or waitress, and then you'll put in something, but it'll be a minute till you see them again. Mm-hmm. Like a decent minute. Like, yeah, they'll they'll be around. You'll be like, yo, where did they go? It's just, a, it's a different vibe over there, but it could be because they just, they're not incentivized to, you know, go crazy. And see, I don't know if I'd be mad at that. Like, I, I might be okay with that. Yeah, I, I think you just, 
that that just depends on your vibe. Like some people want it, like they go out to eat for the experience. It's just like the food is part of it, but the experience is like the whole nother. They want the oohs and ahs and the smoke coming from the tilapia and shit like that. Like they want okay. that type of shit. <laughs> Smoking tilapia. Yeah, man. But some people just want to go out and eat. And hey, if you leave me alone, let us eat, and that's cool. So I don't yeah, know. It- that is real. So sometimes you do just want a vibe and you're not really trying to get rushed. But if you like short for time, that's when it can only be, you know, an inconvenience. You're like, damn, I right, hurry up, man. Like, just put, put this shit in. Mm. So, no, I see it both ways. I, uh, yeah, I, my biggest issue is the 20, though. Like, because, like I said, I'm going to be generous and normally i always like it's not too many times where i'm i'm first of all i never tip somebody zero even if they like super trash i'm gonna tip them something but sometimes if you horrible like this lady at prospect uh she took like 45 minutes just to give us our car back after we already paid like that type of shit like you at least got to get docs on Gotcha. I, I put some of these zeros on there. You think I'm drawing boobs? Uh, it was crazy, bro. Like, nigga, we just trying to leave, bro. And we told her like four times too. That's that's the craziest thing. So I'm, I'm with that. Like, if 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 you rude or some shit, and and I can tell you really not giving a fuck. Hell yeah, I have no problem giving you a zero. You need to learn about yourself. <laughs> um, when you when you tip, do you tip the total or? Um, pretext. Uh, the total. Yeah, I feel like I took the total. I can't. Do I think I'm math in my head. Uh, uh, what? You got. You got to follow. Yeah, I just don't like looking at the pre-tax total and all that. I just look at the total, whatever the total is. Well, because I, the reason I asked is because I think I saw a TikTok about it. Like, should you be? Should we be tipping the total like post taxes, or should you just be tipping off of what? Uh, <laughs> Like what your meal, um, I guess, added up to. Yeah, I, I never thought about that. I think we're just so programmed to go total because the next line is the tip. I never thought to be like, all right, let me <laughs> take the tax off that shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's it normally turned out to be like a couple dollars. So yeah, it's it's nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah, I might start doing that. Save all my chickens. A nigga's gonna be up for you in the new restaurant. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like eating out at restaurants like that. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's 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 very rarely that I'm really eager to go to a restaurant just because I don't know. Like you were saying, the dining experience has so many variables mm. that I just sometimes I just don't be want to deal with it. Like you gotta hope you got a good waiter, but, but then you could have like a like I don't I don't like when I go out to eat. It, it, this happens everywhere. You get the, they put down your food, they walk around, it seems like they take, they take the quickest lap to come to like house of food, and you like one bite in, it's like, mm. <laughs> like all you can do is like shrug and like, mm-hmm, and like nod your head, and then you never see them again until you're ready for a check. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a staunch uh, supporter that everybody needs to work in the service industry, man. Um, I think that you see mm-hmm. things from a different perspective. And it teaches people to be a lot more polite at restaurants and stuff. And just in service uh, people, workers in general. Um, I think you need that experience, man. I ain't gonna lie. I couldn't do it. Yeah, this this goes into more work shit. Like the... I, I actually was reading an article about this because I was exhausted one day. I was trying to figure out why. I had like four hours, three, four hours straight of meetings. 
mm-hmm. and they were all camera on. Yeah. And I, I swear that that camera on culture is it's almost as bad as being in the office. <laughs> Bro, I don't think I've had my camera on in no, no, no. I had the presentation a couple like two weeks ago. Outside of that, I don't think I have my camera on in months. That's love. Like even on our one on ones, we can keep them off. So see, no, I wish they gonna be tripping on me. Yeah, my last job it wasn't like that. I shit, I had that shit off all the time. (laughs) This one, nah. They're like, hey, (laughs) it'll be wise for you to put your camera. Yeah. Oh, It'll be wise. No, that's a mafia that's shit, bro. <laughs> like that's their shit. It's like they don't want to like tell you outright, but they'll be like, "Hey, motherfuckers, talking." Hey, or nice. Or if so and so was in the meeting, you'll definitely want to have your camera on. And then y'all was in every meeting. It's like what? <laughs> like, what? Nah, it, it's and I that was just like me for uh, with my last job. Like I never had my camera on. But then like when it came to like mid years, they were like, yeah, we just wish he was more engaged and would talk more and they had his camera on so we could like see him. It was basically all the shit that I was I said was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, I'm just I'm here to work and that's it. Like I'm not really here for all the extracurricular. <laughs> Yeah, why don't people get that, bro? Sometimes a job is just a job to niggas, dog. If I do my job, why do I have to be Mr. Extracurricular? <laughs> I don't know. That, that's one thing I never understand, dog. I, I wish I need, I, I wish we could be talking to like a type A person who, because there are really people who enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I can't actually wrap my mind around how like, that's enjoyable, but I would love to kind of get a better understanding from somebody who does enjoy it, like what it's like. Yeah, see, I'm lucky because my my job is so specialized. Well, my pod is so specialized that all of us are kind of similar. Where we kind of introverted and we kind of to ourselves and stuff like that. Even our creative director, like he's a little bit more outgoing, but he's still kind of to himself. So we all like cool and no cameras. We all kind of on the same vibe. Like we just here to do what we need to do and go the fuck home or do whatever we need to do. Uh, but I can see how like in a a bigger environment where you got like mark um people that work in the marketing department. Um, you know you got admins and stuff like that. Then you know you gotta kind of be more front facing with that. <laughs> Those. Uh, those sales motherfuckers, they they thrive <laughs> off conversation. Like, <laughs> if they not talking throughout the day, the day will seem like fifty seven hours to them. <laughs> so, so they just need to get to talking. Yeah. I can never be that person, but I understand. Like, I can see how if you're a type A person, how conversation can make the day go smoother for you. For sure. All right. So I know y'all have heard like the my pussy pink booty hole brown song, right? Yeah, unfortunately, my Buddha home brand. Yeah, and as as fun as that song is, the, we've seen like the 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 pictures of like uh, NLE Chopper. Mm-hmm. You ain't see the pictures of NLE Chopper walking him like a dog. Oh, where he had the girls by the hair. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was I. I, I it was wait, that was NLE and, Chopper. Yeah, that was NLE Chopper holding them by the hair. Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. So I I say that to say 
how how can we balance having fun and letting art be fun with like not degrading ourselves as a culture as men as women because I don't want to be that old nigga that be like like try to stop the fun like yeah I like like I can see how the the pound town song is is fun and I guess catchy or whatever but is it a point where we have to be like yeah. Like what's going on now, or am I tripping? Um, you do you mean like music, like song wise? No, just behavior wise, because it, I think to a point it goes beyond, um, just the music. It's a some for some people it's starting to catch on as a lifestyle. Like when I if I saw my daughter being walked around by a, a boy by the hair like a dog, I would have an issue with that. I mean, as you should. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with me, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't want to sound bad, but you, I feel like as a person, you should know better. Like nobody can, I would imagine, force you to get on your knees and crawl like a dog. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't want this to sound weird, but after a certain age, like trying to crawl, especially like on your knees, is going to hurt. Just from that simple fact alone, you shouldn't do it. If But once, once you factor in like the respect and all of that other shit, like it should be enough to for you not to do it. Mm. And, but if you, if that's how you choose to go about, I guess, getting some bread or doing whatever you want to do for some money, Part of me feels like if you a whole adult and that's what you choose to do, then that's just what you choose to do. And I need to mind my business. Yeah, I I ain't with that crawling, that having women crawling on and, and shit like a dog. I think that shit's just trash. And I wouldn't really support it. Like, I feel I, I'm not necessarily saying there needs to be a line, but I, I just wouldn't support no bullshit like that. The um the booty hole brown the pound town song mm-hmm. what what it like what's the thing that you are not fucking with it because I I don't really it's not a song I'm gonna listen to but I don't necessarily think it's crazy unless I'm I, like missing a part yeah no so no I'm not I don't think it's crazy and and it's like like I said it's catchy to me and it, I I get what it is. Um, but somebody raised a point on Twitter and it brought up like it brought a good point. Like I guess he like quoted the lyrics of the song and then it was a picture of Sukiana and Sexy Red, the girl who sang the song, and they was posing with like they titties out and shit, like just doing some wild shit. And then he was just like ethnic image in the toilet globally because y'all want every section eight project baby with the microphone to be able to have a free range of expression. Y'all should shame B words like this. Teach your daughters that this is what failure looks like. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll go that far with it, first of all. But I just say I was going to another country and they saw this video and they felt like this is what black Americans are. Would you feel embarrassed by that? I, I, maybe, but also I feel like anyone who assumes that a whole group of people is something because of something wild like that, mm-hmm. I, 
I'm just not taking anything with that. Like yeah. every every race, gender, they have some people that are wilding out and they ain't representing it to the fullest. I feel like it's especially like pre and I know we have the internet and such now, but I think it's still fairly common to for that assumption to be made against certain people. I mean, we we see it kind of frequently, I guess, with usually with Americans with like Middle Eastern people. There's like a, you know, there are multiple types of individuals, but there's still that stigma. Or if somebody says, you know, to a particular, um, I don't know, American to a white person that they're from Africa, they're going to assume you run around with, you know, uh, running out of mud huts with like a, a leaf tied around you, which we. I'm, <laughs> which, sorry to our not. No, nah, but I guess I guess my point is we know that's not true, yeah. but it's that if there's somebody sees that representation once, there are people who are going to believe that that's all that's over there, and that's how that's how the shit operates. That's not right, though. And that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just you have to be grow only, like mature, you, grow older and understand that it's not right to just assume or uh, categorize people based off a couple images that you see. Some people only believe what they see. Yeah, I, I just don't like that. Like, you know how I mean, the whole world is influenced by black American culture. Like, it's it's very evident. Like, you see, even from drill, you go to I've seen Bangladesh drill now. Like it's just, it's just crazy how much influence we have on the world, and I don't want that to be the <laughs> the influence that they have. Like we get random remixes to Pound Town uh, <laughs> across the world, bro. Like so, and I don't want to just specify it to women, like because I feel like that's just putting it all on the women. Because like the, the whole killing shit, we've talked about that before. I don't think that's a good representation of our us as a people. Um, but I don't know where to draw that line and not be an old head like complaining about shit all the time because we have to allow space for art to thrive. And I don't know if it's just art is changing and our palette is changing, how we're able to digest stuff and how like raunchy we're able to digest stuff is changing or people are changing and it's getting nastier out here. I don't think it's getting nasty. I just think it's it, a different way to look at it. It's not all, all music is an art, which is kind of difficult to separate because traditionally that's kind of what we're used to. And that will we that's what we um, associate music to be, but all music is an art. Sometimes mm. music is just a hustle. Music sometimes for people is just that scale to get some quick bread really fast and become successful. And then that's it. Like they don't music as an art is an art form and people usually care about it, but there are some people who just don't. And I think that's okay. It's okay. But we have to try to understand that as well. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's all I had. Um, I want to see because you know I, I hate complaining on new shit. Um, like uh, if Shorty want to get her money, like I'm all for it. And like I said, I don't hate the song. Like I think it's funny and catchy. But I, I just think about like 
another country or like I think about my grandma heard that song <laughs> and she like what in the hell like what y'all know with this new music <laughs> yo you can't really defend that shit yeah I think um, yeah. more of this conversation is if you watch the um, that rap caviar stuff on Hulu mm-hmm. um, they talked about mm-hmm. this kind of a little bit during like the City Girls episode with you know uh, women I guess you being open and fluid with their sexuality and kind of not being, not hiding in that and being, you know, just kind of being open with it and what those effects were and how it was being received. And this, this is somewhat along the same thing where it's like, is this self-expression, if it is self-expression, you know, leaning into those type of things, is this harmful or is this like, an aid that's benefiting and beneficial to a lot of people yeah and part of it is like niggas grew up as men so we have blinders on to how misogynistic the music we listened to growing up was um and we just our ears are sensitive when women talk about that type of shit it's just like we can hear a nigga, we can hear our guys curse all day but if we're well at least for me if I'm around a woman that's just sitting there cursing it's just weird like it feels weird <laughs> No, for real. <laughs> no, I, what, what do you mean she just around cussing? Like she just like saying whatever. I'm like, yo, ain't you a lady, dog? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that is, yo, ain't no way you said, ain't you a lady? <laughs> you know what I mean. But, but that's some, that's some real shit. It's funny how we can like listen to niggas talk about catching five bodies and stuff when I'm in the trunk but when we hear a woman say hey I just fucked two niggas at the same time we're like oh no oh. Yes. is this recorded so yeah I'm, wow. I'm, I'm wondering if that's what it is maybe my ears just I mean we all get well we all can't admit but I think we all have to admit one day that misogyny played a big part in our lives and we still unlearning a lot of that shit so, um, I think that's part of it too. So, outside of that, man, I uh, I don't have anything else. We finally got an answer on that LL Cool J shit. When that nigga was licking his uh, licking his hand. Oh, what would he say? He said, "Uh, <laughs> this shit is fucking nuts." Oh no, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah. So LL Cool J said, "It means I'll lick the blood off my blade after I chop your head off." LOL. Who wants it? Ha <laughs> ha. Hey man, he might have CTE. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> when he was filming the uh, any given Sunday, yeah, he was I, like, I, don't, up, bro. I don't like that explanation. <laughs> yeah, I'm, don't I'm say you gonna lick the, the head of the blade, bro. Uh, that shit is scary. The fact that he just kept doing it, like that's not something you should do in public. I'm gonna start doing that out. I swear to God, you're <laughs> when I see a baddie, I'm gonna turn to y'all and just start hitting the most. But <laughs> <laughs> normal niggas, they definitely get they allowed that. I'm just picturing myself turning to y'all and hitting their shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck that, is that, going that, on with your man? <laughs> I, I swear, I wish in the video the person sitting next to him reacted because that's a what the fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, we appreciate y'all for listening, man. Like always, y'all have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. And long little boss, man, we out of here. Yes, sir.